Number 1 To this day, I have no idea what happened to me on a particular night a few summers ago, and I still question my sanity. I wasn't taking any drugs or drunk this night, and my mum even witnessed the first half of it. On a very humid August night, my mum and I were driving down a backcountry road. It was maybe 10pm or so at the time, and the road was deserted. We had just crested a hill, and began driving down the other side, when our headlights washed over what looked like a person walking down the centre of the road. Stupid guy's going to get hit doing that, I remember my mum muttering. But as we neared, we saw that it looked like a very small person, about the size of a child. My mum slowed the car. The person was limping away from us, its face the opposite direction. As we neared even more, we realised to our astonishment that it seemed to be completely covered in hair. Of course, at this point, my heart began to race, and my curiosity peaked. I told my mum to move up next to the thing so we could get a good look. She moved the car, and we were soon neck and neck with the little hairy creature, but we could see little in the dark. Its face was obscured. At this point, the creature became very aware of our presence, and let out a bone-chilling wail, one like no other I've ever heard in my life, and bolted across the road with that same limping gait, running on two legs. The incident terrified both my mum and I, and we sped off back home. We discussed little of what we had witnessed and I jumped in the shower before heading to bed. I always feel unsettled while taking a shower, I suppose because there's a lot of shower scenes in horror films, but that night I felt particularly so. I knew, just knew, something was going to happen. And when I made up my mind to cut the shower short and hop out, that's when it happened. The same eerie wail I had heard only hours beforehand coming from that creature seemed to sound and reverberate around the bathroom. It grew louder and louder until it seemed that's all that there was in the world. That's the last thing I remember until I was in my bed with my mum crying and shaking me. She said she and my father found me screaming uncontrollably and huddled on the bathroom floor, naked and terrified. I'm aware of strange beings in this world, and demonic spirits that can possess one's soul, but I never thought in a million years that it would ever happen to me. Number 2 When I used to live in my old house when I was about 17, I witnessed something that will stay with me forever. My house was built right next to the Battle of Gettysburg, so I would imagine that people died right under the house. Who knows? Anyway, it was on a Monday night. My dad and I were the only ones up. We just finished watching Monday night football. Then everything went downhill. My dad went up to bed, and I went outside to smoke a cigarette. Around 12 o'clock, I came back inside. As I was walking in, I heard footsteps going up and down the hall. I thought nothing of it because I figured it was one of my parents or my sister. I did have dogs, but they were at the vet at the time, so I went downstairs. This was an old house, so the basement had two hanging lights, cement walls and two windows. I went downstairs to get my clothes out of the wash and put them in the dryer. I heard more footsteps, so I called my mum and dad, but no one answered. I slowly went up the stairs. And right when I got to the door, I saw an old man, dressed 
as a Confederate soldier walk down the hall and into the bathroom and disappear. I went into the bathroom and there was nobody there. I told my parents about it the next morning, but like most parents they didn't believe me. A few days went by and nothing too big happened, just footsteps at random times. Sometimes doors were shut on their own. But a couple of nights later, we were all sitting downstairs when we heard a noise coming from the basement. So my dad and I went to go check it out. We went downstairs and it was pitch black. We slowly peeked downstairs and in the shadows we saw what looked like a woman combing a little girl's hair. They were both wearing dresses. So, my parents finally believed me. Since these spirits or whatever they were didn't harm us, we stayed in the house for a few months. There were a few more nights when we would see the family walking around. We would hear gunshots coming from outside. Doors would close and open. We would hear voices. But whatever it was, never harmed us. We eventually moved out and moved to Maryland. The things that happened in that house, I will never forget. Number 3. I live in England. Christchurch, to be more precise. I've never really been one to take supernatural occurrences too seriously, but what happened to me last summer has never left my mind. I remember speaking to my best friend in school in the first hour of a three-hour French lesson, which we both despised. We were in year 11 at the time, and both enjoyed scary stories and movies of the sort and we were casually discussing some of the most scary films we'd ever seen. He claimed that he'd actually had a nightmare that was not too dissimilar from something that happened in one of those paranormal activity films, except it was him involved, and that he had had a demon try to pull him out of his bed. I'm a little foggy on the details, and I still don't really know if he was pulling my leg or not. Anyway, that night, before I went to sleep, I thought to myself that it'd be fun to make up a nightmare to scare him on the bus journey to school. Well, it was late, and I was lying on my back in my bed, and I must have drifted off. What's weird is that I've never actually been able to fall asleep on my back. As silly as it sounds, I'm scared of swallowing my tongue. But what happened next is, to this day, the most terrifying experience of my life, and I was hit by a car when I was 11 years old. I remember that I had fallen asleep with my light off, but when I awoke, the light was on. What woke me was this odd pressure on my chest, like something was sitting on it. I hastily opened my eyes to see this fat, ugly, green thing surrounded by a very dark green mist. There was a sound of bells, the kind you hear when there's a train coming, that were deafeningly loud in my ears. The thing was right in front of my face now, mere inches between my face and it. It began laughing, an awful loud cackling laugh, as if it were mocking me. I tried to scream for help, but I was scared silent. It must have recognised this, because it then became a dark red, and the laughing became much darker and more sinister. I honestly thought I was going to die. My mum came rushing into my room to find me sitting bolt upright with tears streaming down my cheeks. She simply hugged me and said, It's okay. Since that event, I have never mocked the supernatural and fear for those who do. Whatever it was, I hope to God it doesn't come back.
Number 4. This took place in mid-October 1990. I lived in Costa Mesa, California, in a two-bedroom condo. One night, I was sound asleep, and my cat Smokey was asleep in the corner of my room. It was a very large bedroom, and from my bed to the corner was about 12 feet. I woke up to me being thrown into the corner of the bedroom backwards. I couldn't have jumped from my bed to the corner facing it, much less backwards. My back hit the wall, about six feet up, and I slid to the floor right on top of my cat. Smokey hissed and screamed and ran from me. I also had a wooden jewellery box that stood about one and a half inches tall that I had also sitting in the corner. Something had my head and kept knocking it into the corner of the jewellery box. The only way I got it to stop was to grab my head and hold it still. My left eye was bleeding profusely, and I knew I needed to stop the bleeding. I finally made it to the bathroom and looked in the mirror. I was horrified to see that my left eyebrow area looked like hamburger meat. I looked like I'd been punched several times. I cleaned it up, bandaged it as best as I could, and went back into the bedroom to find my cat. He was under my bed, hissing and spitting and would only calm down when I got back in bed. The next day, I told my daughter what happened. She told a friend of hers who practiced white magic. Her friend told me that I needed to cleanse before Halloween. My daughter came over with a blessed feather, a blessed seashell, and a bouquet of sweet weed. I needed to light the sweet weed, spread the smoke throughout the entire condo, including cabinets, closets, corners, the entire condo. After I did that, I had to bury the ashes of the sweet weed and keep the blessed feather and shell on a shelf in the open. I did all of that. My cat would not come near me for years after that happened. Every time I tried to get near Smokey, he would hiss and spit at me. I had to tell my co-workers that I was in a minor traffic accident and hit my head on the wheel and that caused the injury to my eye. 24 years later, I still remember all that like it was yesterday, and I will have the scar on my eyebrow forever. I lost Smokey about six years after it happened, and it took him about four of those years to get comfortable enough to come near me again. I don't know what it was that picked me up and threw me into the wall, but I am hoping that it has been purged from my life forever. Number 5 I have had two experiences involving hooded beings. I grew up in the Highlands of Scotland and was still living there at the time. The first experience was only a dream, but it felt so incredibly real. When I was about 13 or 14, I dreamt I was headed downstairs to my cellar to get some wine. I had no such wine cellar in real life, but I somehow knew the building I was in and where I was going. The steps leading down were huge grey, old-looking, dusty stone steps, and the building looked like the inside of a very old castle. Nearing the bottom of the steps, I stumbled over and twisted to my left, landing on the stone ground at the bottom of the steps. I lay there, now facing into a room where I saw three black cloaked figures sitting at a table playing cards, and I had startled one of them. He turned sharply toward me, and I saw nothing inside the cloak. 
It was like an invisible man was wearing a long hooded cloak, but there wasn't emptiness inside the cloak, but rather a darkness. He quickly came toward me as I lay on the floor and put his dark sleeve over my face completely. This all happened very fast once I hit the ground. That's when I woke up shaken from what had been one of the most vivid dreams I'd ever had. It wasn't exactly a lucid dream, but I was completely self-aware as I made my way down those steps, and I remember it all in great deal. I told my mother about the dream, and she simply told me that I'd somehow stumbled into a place I wasn't supposed to have been in. My second experience was much more terrifying. This happened about a year ago. I'm now 23, and have moved down to central Scotland in the Falkirk area. My double bed has a bunk over the top, and a wooden board attached to the left of the pillows where a strip light is fixed. On the other side of that board is a sink and huge mirror. The room is second story height, and the bedroom door itself was double locked with a latch on too. I awoke one night, between 3 and 4 a.m., to the sound of somebody going through the waste paper basket by the sink. I was too groggy and sleepy to be startled by this. Then suddenly, the water tap was turned on fast. Then off again. On and off. On and off. On and off. This definitely woke me, and the very second I became alert, a dark hooded figure stepped out from behind the wooden board that had been concealing him. I hadn't moved or made any sound at this point, but it was as if he just knew I was aware of his presence. It was a definite male presence, and I can't explain how I know this. He stood at the side of my bed, looking down at me, and all I could feel was pure terror. It was just fear in the purest form. There was a darkness emanating from this being, and the room was filled with utter dread. I eventually shot up in a sitting upright position, but it felt as if I had jolted out of my body, and I was desperately thrashing my arms towards this being. It seemed to dance around, and I was unable to hit or grab him. I couldn't seem to feel anything physically. He moved in such a way that suggested he didn't want to be touched by me, and he eventually vanished into thin air. I lay back down, shaking, still frightened, and grabbed my phone which was lying to my right. I desperately wanted to hear another human voice. I planned to call my mother but actually had a few missed calls from a friend, who I'll call Dave. I called him immediately. Dave picked up the phone, and spoke in a shaky voice, telling me he was very afraid. I calmly asked him what was wrong, and he said he'd drunkenly tried to take a shortcut home from a party hours ago. He was now sobering up, and had somehow managed to get himself lost in the woods in the pitch black. He was still living up north in my hometown, so lots of countryside there. I told him I would stay on the line with him and talk until he made it home, just for comfort, as he had a vague idea of which direction to walk in. He did eventually and thanked me for calming him down. I didn't tell him at that moment that I was actually thinking the same thing about him, and was just as relieved as he was to hear the comforting voice of a friend. I told him a few days later what had happened that night. He just asked me if I was okay. I don't know if my encounter with this hooded figure was in any way related to him being lost in the woods alone in the darkness, but the timing was impeccable. He had been trying to call me the whole time it was happening.
Hi guys, Brimstone here. Hope you enjoyed today's tales. Um, bit of a delay in the uploads, mainly due to a bit of an illness yesterday. I was feeling awful. But next video will be up tomorrow. It's going to be a creepypasta submission. So hopefully that'll be quite fun to do. If you like the video, please remember to like, share, comment and subscribe. Helps out the channel so, so much and it spreads the word about it as well. If you've got a story that you want to share, please feel free to email it to me. All my details and my social media stuff is in the description box below. So, until next time, sleep tight.